Welcome to Postscript. My name is Dave Severns. I'm the worship pastor here at Compass Point, and today with me is again Paul Eastwood. Paul is our lead pastor. How are you doing today, Paul? I'm great. Are you enjoying um, a little more sun after the icy blast we had yesterday? Absolutely, for sure. <laughs> Always good. Uh, so yesterday we had the privilege of having a mission Sunday, and this is something we do at least once a year, um, and this was an opportunity for us to get to know some of our missionaries. Yeah. Uh, you you hosted two different panels. We had Susan Reynolds, who's the, the chair of our missions committee, speaking a little bit about some of the changes that are happening, um, just to hear stories of people involved from just down the street to all over the world. Yeah. Um, really, really a great Sunday together. Uh, yeah. Any, any thoughts or reflections just as you look back? Yeah. You know, I think it was, it's important for us to keep talking about this uh, very important part of what our church does. Mm. And, um, and so I, uh, you know, I really appreciated hearing the stories of, of our different supported missionaries. Um, you know, on the wall in our church, we have a big sign that talks about uh, our partners on mission. And, you know, one of the things that we recognize is, um, is that we all have a role to play. And some people have been called specifically to vocational ministry, and they mm. take steps towards, um, you know, being missionaries, whether it's overseas or here locally. And, uh, and we partner with them as church. And I think it's really important for us to just be just remind ourselves that, you know, almost 20% of our budget uh, goes to supporting uh, people who are serving in different in different ways, and uh, I think that's really important because we partner together um, in that endeavor. Mm. Okay, um, so how for the rest of us who don't wear the title missionary? Yeah, um, what is what is that distinction? How how do we wrestle through that? Because on one hand, yeah, absolutely, there are people who are doing really significant stuff, and we call missionaries, and we send them, yeah. and we support them. And yet we were just through a series on work where we yeah. said, actually, all of work is this calling to mission. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In many ways, we're all missionaries. Um, but what ends up happening is sometimes when we get into this conversation, we tie ourselves in knots because, mm. you know, we're thinking about ourselves as missionaries. But then it it, it also it changes the way we perceive, uh, you know, those vocational ministry uh, missionaries who have who have chosen to kind of take that step. And sometimes it, it creates these sort of weird dynamics around, okay, what are they then? And, and why, why am I being a missionary and they're being a missionary and they're being paid for it and I'm not being, you know, hmm. and it's just kind of it, a little bit confusing. And so I think, I think in, we are all on mission. All of us yep. have a responsibility to follow uh, uh, God's call in our life by being Christ-like and telling others about Jesus. Um, some people are called to uh, to be missionaries in a in a different way hmm. and uh, in a more specific way uh, based on you know a particular calling in their life or something that's happening. And I certainly wouldn't want to devalue that. I think so so I want I would say that even though we're all missionaries in one sense, I don't believe we are all missionaries. I think there are some hmm. people who are missionaries yeah. uh, in the more traditional sense yeah, of the word. I, I know we're using language here that yeah, I but, like uh, I like your language of we're we are all on mission absolutely. as followers of Christ. That's a really yeah. important distinction. And I think there are certain circumstances and parts of the world and cultures where actually we need to be supporting people so that they can right. be there and be fully invested in this work. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah, it's part of yeah, why so, we give almost 20% to that. Yeah, so let me tell you a little bit about missions at Compass Point because yep. uh, you may not, or some people who are listening to this may not be aware uh, completely of what we do. Uh, around 20% of our uh, budget, a little bit less than that, um, but around that is is how much we give to, uh, to missionaries and mission organizations. Hmm. Uh, our missions committee has been meeting for a while. I've been on that committee for a number of years. 
And uh, under uh, Susan's uh, leadership, we have been uh, working through some uh, some changes. And mm. some of the things we've been thinking about is that there are a lot of missionaries that we support that our congregation doesn't know very much about. And we wanted to make that, we wanted to change that. We felt that there were some of our missionaries who uh, didn't feel as supported as they could have. And we wanted to address that as well. We also recognize that there are not a lot of people who are choosing vocational missionary work these days. Mm. And we want to change that too. We want to inspire people to be thinking about different opportunities. Um, and so what we recognized is that we really want to focus on people um, as yep. a missions committee. So we've made some decisions to uh, to not support uh, uh, organizations um, uh, at this point. We have a couple that we choose uh, as projects that we're taking on. Yep. But for the most part, we want to partner with people and be able to sit down with those people and hear their stories and, and share with them, pray with them. Uh, we want to have a face that we can interact with on a regular basis. Hmm. And so these mission days, like we did on Sunday, are opportunities for people to see faces. They're opportunities for people to say, oh, that's the person who's doing ministry to First Nations, or that's the person who's connecting with high school students, or mm -hmm. that's the person who's doing work uh, overseas in Haiti, or whatever it is. And with when we start to have those conversations and put people in front of our congregation, then we can be more appropriately, we can be praying for people. We can be, yeah. um, you know, it's just, it just makes it all work so much better. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So what, what would you say the next steps are for those of us who aren't missionaries by title, who are on mission, who are engaging in whatever vocation may be, um, right. say you came out to Sunday, you heard some great stories. What, what should we do about it? Well, I, I shared a story on Sunday that I didn't actually plan on sharing, uh, but one of our missionaries just shared a little bit about compassion and about, he, as he read through the Gospels, he saw the compassion of Jesus that really affected him. Yeah. And so I told this story, it's actually from Luke chapter 7, um, where Jesus was coming into a town with his disciples, and as he was coming along, there was this huge group of people that were following him. By this point, Jesus was really popular, lots of people wanted to hear what he had to say. And so he's coming into a town, and as he's coming in, there's a huge crowd of people coming out of the town, hmm. It's a, and it's a funeral procession. Um, someone has just died. A widow has, has lost her son. And so, you know, I gave this image of, of, you know, many times when we come across a funeral procession, everybody, it's kind of awkward. What do yeah. I do? Yeah. It's messy. I don't, I'm just going to get out of the way. I'm going to be respectful. I'll bow my head maybe. But what Jesus does is he kind of looks into the crowd. He sees the woman. His heart goes out to her. Hmm. And then he comes to her and he says, don't cry. And then he goes even a step further. He actually walks up and he touches this board. It's called a beer that they were carrying this man on. And hmm. he goes right in there and touches, um, you know, he's right into the mess. In this particular case, Jesus literally raises this guy back to life. Crazy story of a yeah. miracle. But the really amazing thing for me is, is, is this. Jesus, first of all, he sees what's going on. He's able to see in the midst of this, that there's a woman who's hurting in yep. all the craziness of what was going on in this funeral possession. He sees the one woman. Mm -hmm. He knows it's her because yep. he can tell he can, his heart goes out to her. The second thing is that he gets right into the middle of things, touches the beer. He speaks to this woman and says, don't cry. Um, and then the third thing is, is that he does something incredible about it, changes her situation entirely. So when you ask the question, what should we be doing as a next step? I think that we should be following Jesus' example and also the example of people we heard on Sunday, and that is having our eyes open 
to seeing what's going on around us. It could be a coworker who's struggling. It could be uh, someone at school who's just had, you know, some things going really bad for them. Mm -hmm. The first thing is being able to see it. The second thing is being willing to step in. (laughs) And there are moments where we need to step in. And I think that a lot of us are afraid where we pull back and say, I'm not going there. Uh, we saw examples of people who who see the situation with our teenagers in high schools, and they say, "I'm going to step in. I'm moving in." Um, there were there was a person who was working with First Nations in in um, Northern Ontario, and again, he sees the difficult situation, but instead of backing away, he steps in. Hmm. Um, there was another person who was uh, you know dealing with women who had been uh, coming out of some difficult relationships, uh, stepping in. I think that we need to take up that posture, whether we are missionaries or not. We need to be looking for people who are hurting and stepping in with the good news of Jesus because there's all kinds of things that God can do once he's um, in the middle of those situations. Yeah, that's great. So part of, if I'm understanding this correctly, part of why we do what we did on Sunday and we had tables out in the lobby, we yep. had opportunities to connect is just this, this idea of getting us to see Mm-hmm. Um, and in some ways, I mean, it's a lot of information to take in. You can't talk to everyone, but it's good that God has wired us all differently enough that there's probably tables and people you more naturally were drawn to. Yep. Um, and maybe that's God's spirit kind of working in you and calling you to get involved, to see something more clearly yep. and to step in in some way. Yeah. Um, and even, because even, I mean, obviously if we're on mission, we're going to be thinking about this in our daily lives and, and engaging in our yep. workplaces and with our families. Um, but these people who are missionaries also desperately need our support. I mean, they, they don't, they need God. That's mostly what they need, but, but God, for whatever reason, chooses to call people to get involved. Yeah. So we're called to pray. We're called to give. Sometimes we're called to go. Yeah. Um, so what would you say if someone's listening to this and, and God has placed something on their heart to, to dig in a little more, to learn more, and maybe even to take the step of becoming a missionary, what would you tell them? Yeah, well, I would say the first thing is don't back off. Mm. Um, You know, I think sometimes we need to pay attention to those points in our lives that cause us distress because oftentimes there are places where our heart is most deeply tied. So if we can give you an example, if you see a scenario where, you know, a child is not given a chance to to do something and it moves you to tears almost. Yeah. Those are those places where it's like, oh, yeah, I got to pay attention to this because the truth is that not everybody has the same things that they're passionate about. Yep. Um, you're pa- you may be passionate about something because it's just the way you've been wired. Um, and so those places where, where you feel a real uh, pull or an attraction, like you talked about, the tables mm-hmm. that you went and visited, um, people that you talked to on Sunday, uh, I would say don't ignore those. Don't pull mm-hmm. back. Don't assume someone else is going to do it. Um, uh, but really kind of be thinking about that. The second thing I would say is get in touch with missionaries who are already serving in some way. Yeah. Uh, start, go out for coffee with them, uh, hear, hear what their stories, what, what's been going on in their lives. Um, ask them good questions because those are good ways to get started in, in making those, those connections. Um, and I think, and then, and so, so yeah, so certainly pay attention to those pressure areas, uh, begin to have conversations with people who are already serving as missionaries. And um, and then the third step would be just to keep moving forward. What's, you know, what's the next step in your specific situation? Maybe it's something you need to, um, you know, go and have a conversation about. Maybe it's uh, a, a conference that you need to get to or something like that. Uh, but I would just say, just keep taking steps forward. Keep moving forward. That's That's the way I'd go about it. Okay. 
That's great. So to yeah. dig in, listen to more of those stories. So why, why are these stories so important? I mean, mo- most of what even we heard on Sunday morning wasn't, it wasn't exposition. It wasn't opening the scripture and saying, this is what happened. It was kind of saying, this is what's happening now. Yeah. Um, why, why do we need more of that? And how do we get more of that? Um, like if I wanted to sit down with some of our missionaries, where would I start? Yeah. Um, so, well, there's, there's, I guess there's in some ways there's two questions yep. there that, that first, the first thing about, you know, why do those stories matter so much? Um, you know, I can remember many times um, in my life where there have been moments uh, where you start to struggle and it's really hard to see the forest. Well, the, what is it? The tree, the forest for the trees. Yep. Um, <laughs> because things are happening right in front of you and it's really difficult to get your head around it. Hmm. Um, I remember, um, you know, one actually as a, you know, even as a pastor, you know, being in a scenario where uh, it was really difficult to see week after week, uh, you know, people were coming, but the the change that I was expecting to see in people just wasn't happening. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about our context, our, our, I was in a church planting context and it, and it was, we kind of, I kind of felt like we just weren't gaining any traction. And I remember having a conversation with someone who uh, was this guy who had just come to our our country. He was brand new um, uh, to Canada. He'd come from South Korea. Mm. And when he arrived, he had such a passion to share the good news about Jesus to people that were around him that it just oozed out of him. So for instance, if he'd go to a, to a you know, car dealership or if he'd go buy a, you know, a, uh, an appliance, he would take that worker's uh, business card Hmm. and then he would collect them all and start praying for them but the best thing was he didn't just pray for them he'd actually start calling them back and inviting them out to church which was pretty funny so i would be sitting there in my office and the guy next door would be like hey yeah yeah remember me yeah my name is paul yeah i was the guy you bought the you know who bought the whatever the fridge from you um are you coming to church on sunday no okay uh maybe next week then (laughs) right and it was so funny and i'm listening to this guy and he's just going on and on he's got so much passion and passion and he's He's just like calling everybody up and talking to them. He's saying, hey, don't worry. Hey, by the way, I'm praying for you, just so you know. And uh, and what happens when I start hearing his story is it just started inspiring me to think more clearly about what I believed about God. I mean, yeah, you know, we should all be so passionate to share the good news of what Jesus can do in a life and what Jesus has done in our world. And, you know, sometimes I, I think, you know, we get so caught up in the mundane of like, you know, our own situations in our daily lives and our faith is a part of that but it's like when you step back and you see someone who's so excited about sharing the good news and then seeing Mm. people change so dramatically because of those encounters it reminds us that god is so powerful and it so then you bring that back into your context so i was in this place where i'm all feeling kind of mopey and you know sort of overwhelmed by everything and then we start to you start to get this kind of breath of fresh air into your spiritual life and your faith and Mm. it's like I'm ready to go again yeah. because I heard those stories. And and that's what we do as a church together, right? When we gather together and share our stories with each other, it's powerful stuff. It makes yeah. such a huge difference. And sometimes people will say, well, it's okay. I don't really need the church right now. I can just kind of do my faith on my own. And they go away into their own life. And, and I think sometimes we miss out on, you know, because there are moments where, where my story is not going so well, but yeah. someone else's story is going great. And and, and vice versa. So we're able to actually encourage each other and strengthen our faith. And so these stories are so powerful for that reason. 
Yeah, we need those. We need those stories to to remind us that God's not yeah. something that's in the past. He's not even a set of theological truths we believe in. He's yeah. alive and active and working. And if you right now are struggling to see, I mean, the, God working in your own life or God working in your community, yeah, get connected with someone who who is often seeing God working. And and I mean, not that missionaries do it perfectly. I'm sure they can tell us plenty of times where it's gone wrong or they've screwed things up or, or what have you, but they're often people who are put in positions where they're taking the kinds of risks and relying on God in these, in these big ways that yeah. um, help inspire us to do the same. Yeah. I just, if I could just reiterate what you just said, cause I, I, I think you really hit the nail on the head. If you are in a place today where you are struggling to see God at work in your own life, if you're in a place today where you're discouraged because of the situations that you might be facing, mm. if you're in a place where you're, there's just a lot of, um, you know, t- sort of darkness and confusion in your life and especially in your spiritual life, you need to have a conversation with someone who is experiencing God in a fresh way. Yeah. Because those conversations are not only going to inspire you, they're going to literally, you know, pull you up out of whatever you're in and help you get through those situations. Yeah. yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, anything else? As we're on the topic of, of missions and missionaries, um, anything else you want to dig into? Yeah, I, I mean, it's a great. It's a. It's one of those things where um, we have we have such. For those of us who have been in church for a long time, I grew up in church, yeah. um, uh, and so this was. I had lots of these, um, you know, Sundays where we would hear from missionaries or different things like that, and. And I think that sometimes we can get stuck in these pictures of of what's happening in other parts of the world, um, and and we can get stuck with these sort of um, these fuzzy images of of what a missionary is and what they look like and what they talk like and what they sound like and mm-hmm. and and I think that that uh, missionaries are constantly looking for ways to engage culture in creative and in, in, in there's creative ways that they're doing that. And I, I love to sit down and hear the heart of people who have chosen to go to another part of the world and begin to share the good news or speak up for the oppressed in a place that, uh, where people are not spoken up for. And, mm-hmm. and so I think that for, for us, I think engaging with missionaries is a great place to, as I said before, grow your faith, be inspired. But I think it's also a great place to start shattering those misconceptions that we might have. Mm-hmm. Um, because one of two things might be true of you. You might be a person who is, who has, uh, a, um, you know, a low view of missionaries. You might be thinking that missionaries are, you know, something that are, you know, doing things that, you know, that it's an old way of kind of sharing the, sharing about Jesus. And, you know, it's, and, and I think you might, you might recognize that there are all kinds of ways to do this really well in the world. Um, and so it might change your opinion that way, or you might be in a place where you, uh, elevate missionaries to this place of they are super Christians who are, mm-hmm. you know, doing the thing that I can't do. And so I pay them and they're going to do it. Um, and, and, and what we need to do in those, in those cases is that it actually allows us when we have those conversations and get to know our missionaries, we recognize they're just like us. Yeah. Right. We recognize that, yeah. that, that I can do the same thing. I, it's, they're not a superhuman. They, yeah. they face the same struggles that I do. Um, and, and so I, you know, it, it can be inspiring in, in those two ways, kind of raising expectations and also lowering expectations mm-hmm. in a good way. Yeah. And I, I want to encourage people, um, don't disqualify yourself from this. Yeah. Don't think this is something for someone else. Um, don't ever think it's too late or you've missed the boat. 
I know, I mean, there's lots of reasons why missions doesn't work for everyone at any period of their yeah. life, right? Uh, I mean, I'm in a period where I've got a young family and I think, ah, I don't know, it's not, not good. I, I have friends who took their young family mm-hmm. and moved to Panama for a mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. and they became missionaries for that year. And mm-hmm. what a transformation in their life, right? And that, that was a year given yeah. to God. Uh, and not that, not that that's any better or worse than staying at the job that you're in right now and living out, yeah. living on mission in that job. Um, but often God uses these moments and these things, even yeah. just a exposure trip, um, you know, where you're over somewhere for a week or two and you're experiencing a different culture. Often God uses those things to stir in us yeah. what is needed to, to really live more on mission, to, to be disciples who take this more seriously and, and dig in. So don't, don't exclude yourself from this. Um, dig yeah. in, hear the stories and allow God to start writing your story in a similar way. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I love how you said there's no, you're never too like late or or you know there there may be people who are listening to this right now who have had this little thing that keeps coming up in their heart and yeah. in their mind and perhaps this is the opportunity to say you know what just start moving on that start yep. taking some steps towards um, compassion start getting into the dirty areas start you know moving past all of the uncomfortableness and just say okay what am I going to do next and. Um, and we'd love to share that experience with you if you yeah. want to talk to us about that. Um, Absolutely. Certainly, we'd love to, to help as you keep moving forward with that and give you some other opportunities. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we're at the end of our time for this awesome. week. Uh, thank you, Paul. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We will be back next week with more Postscript. Have a great week.